1: Hi, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from episode 94 of the Jumping Radio Show right here on the Horse Radio Network. Jane Wallace, a regular contributor over there on the Jumping Radio Show, provides some interesting pointers and valuable insight on martingales. But first, a word about today's sponsor, EcoGold. EcoGold is the leader in high-tech problem-solving saddle pads and horse boots. And how do they do it? Science. EcoGold uses different technologies and materials to solve different issues. Innovation for EcoGold means dumping the old-fashioned one-size-fits-all mentality. They've developed five different lines of saddle pads to address the most important issues for our equine athletes. Friction, stability, fit, security, and comfort. And EcoGold knows your equipment needs to be user-friendly as well as effective, so their products are stylish and easy to care for. And they're made in their own factory in Montreal, Canada, so you can be sure the materials and workmanship are the absolute best. Ask for Eco Gold saddle pads, protective boots, and coolers by name at your local tax store or visit them online at ecogold.ca. Now, enjoy today's tip.
2: Um, it's quite interesting what people go hunting in with their horses. And I thought this, this time it might be quite fun to talk about. The two most common forms of martingale, which is a standing martingale and a running martingale. And of course you've got the Irish martingale, which is the racing one, which is the two rings, you know, that join the reins together to try and stop the reins flying over the horse's head. Um and the bit and you've got a, a market harbour but you know, they're a bit of a they're a bit of a tough one really.
0: Now, and I've got a question. I've got a question before you go any further, Jane. You okay. live right next to Market Harbour. How did the Market mm-hmm. Harbour Martingale get its name? Because
2: I think it was used by somebody who came from this area to, to secure his horse to be able to take it hunting. Okay. So I think it is, you know, we all know what it is. It goes from between the legs through the bit and clips back onto the rein.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So it really does... Sort of hold the horse's head in a certain position.
0: Yes, you
2: know the horse tries to shove its head up, and, and the martingale says, "No, you don't." Uh, I mean, I—if I'm perfectly honest—I've never ridden in one, which means I'm incredibly spoiled because I've never had to ride a horrible horse that requires one. Uh, but it's not a martingale that I've ever felt the need to put on a horse. But I know that some people use them with great success, so. That's fine, but I, I don't want to discuss those because I haven't used one myself personally. What I would like to discuss are the pros and cons of the standing and the running. Now, the standing martingale is probably considered nowadays to be a very old-fashioned martingale. It's just a strap that goes from the girls, passes up to the next strap, and attaches the noseband. And I would always have a standing martingale on a horse that I have newly broken because there's nothing interfering with the reins, there's nothing interfering with the bit, but it is a little bit of a, I don't know if it's a, a little bit of control, I suppose you'd say, but it does stop the horse flinging its head up in the air. There is a certain limit to how far that horse can put its head beyond the point of control. But more importantly, having had my nose broken a couple of times over the years, it does stop a horse flinging its head right up and bashing you in the face and giving you a broken nose. And you'll see a lot of standing martingales out in the hunting field. And they're not, they vary in their tightness. I mean, obviously you can't hit so tight a horse is actually held down. That is not the purpose of a standing martingale. A standing martingale is to prevent the horse from throwing its head up beyond the point of control. And the joy of them is that they don't interfere with the action of the bit in any way. It doesn't touch the mouth. Um, But it just has a little bit of um, a controlling effect to say, hey, chum, you don't shove your head right up in the air, and you certainly don't fling it up and give your rider a, a black eye.
0: Now, would you put that standing martingale on anything other than a caverson noseband, Jane?
2: No, no, no. So, but then, if you're if you're using a flash, that's fine because you put it on the caverson bit. Um, if you, you wouldn't put it on a grackle because the strap of the grackle wouldn't be robust enough. Um, so, it needs to be a fairly robust strap around the nose. Having said that, I don't like these crank-nose bands. And I, you know noseband wants to be not so lucid, it's not doing any good, but at the same time, I hate these crank-nose bands where the horse's mouth is jacked shut. So the poor thing can hardly move. Now, if I was a horse, I would be wooden and resistant if somebody did that to me. You know, but a horse should be able to just move its jaw, and if it can't, it's going to be more wooden and rigid on you if you give it a little bit of over leeway. Um, so then we come to the running Martingale, and, uh, I mean, it, it seems to be, certainly in England at the moment, it's a fashion not to wear Martingale at all for jumping. And I suppose I've always, well, having come from the showing world, when they didn't have Martingale, I mean, sometimes they would have a standing Martingale at home. Again, just to give it a little bit of control if the pony was fresh. And you would remember that from Alison days. We didn't use many running martingales, did we, in those no, days? No, It was quite a sort of grown-up thing, acting from every running martingale. Mm-hmm.
0: But yes, that's I, a good way of putting it, actually. It did oh, seem I, to um, that time. Mm-hmm.
2: I tend to always have a running martingale on when I'm jumping. And I view a martingale a little bit like a seatbelt in a car. But... It's not there unless you need it. And if you've got a well-trained horse, a well-schooled horse, hopefully it's it's never going to go beyond the point of control of its head, in which case the martingale is more or less redundant. Um, you've got an extra, which is nice, because I always like to pop a finger in an extra. Up. But the martingale is not influencing the bit or the way the horse is going. But... If the horse, for some reason, suddenly gets a rush of blood to its head, tries to shove its head up in the air and take control, that martingale just taps him and says, hey, chum, you don't do that. And I was thinking about this today, actually. We've got this, he's a 15-year-old horse who's done a lot of hunting, probably got in the odd bad habit here and there. And my husband, who we share him, he loves a spanning martingale and he... He will always hunt the running martingale, and I thought, well, that's what I'll hunt this horse in as well. But I just felt he needed a little bit more anchoring. And I've been riding in the last few days at home with a with a running martingale, which the purists would say is slightly on the tight side. By God, it makes this horse a lovely ride.
0: Yeah. So now remind us, how Jane, that you correctly fit both of these martingales, just so that everyone's real clear on the correct fitting. Right.
2: Okay. Well, the the standard fitting. Let's take a standing to start with. You attach the standing martingale to the noseband, and the martingale should fit up inside the gullet of the horse. So you take, you put your hand, the back of your hand, on the martingale and it should go up the throat, along the neck, and fit comfortably the shape of the horse. Have I made that clear? Yes. Yeah? mm
0: mm-hmm.
2: The running martingale, there are various ways of, of people doing it. I tend to take the rings of the martingale and that they should fit easily up inside, where the, um, in the, in the, inside the cheek so that the the ring of the martingale reaches up and it goes underneath the cheekbones. Uh-huh. Um, so then if you attach the martingale, if the horse is carrying its head in, in a position which is where you want the horse to be in the position, then the, the martingale shouldn't come into effect at all. And it's only then if the horse shoves its head up in the air beyond that point of control that the martingale comes into effect now I today have my martingale tighter than that, and this horse, as I say, he, he's got a few bad habits, and his bad habit is that when you go into to canter, he flings his head up and tries to carry his head very high. When you're cantering out, when you're in school, he's an angel. You think, obviously, he's obviously the wide, but you take him out, up goes the head, and it's a bit of a struggle, I have to say, and you, you feel the ears are coming back in your face a bit. So I thought, well, I'm just going to try my martingale a little bit tighter. And he went to do that once, felt the martingale, and said, oh, all right then. Down went ahead, and I then had a lovely ride. So I'm actually going to hunt this horse tomorrow, and I'm going to put on my martingale. probably won't be quite as tight as I had it today. I'll loosen it one, but I will have it so that the horse knows that the martingale is there. And when he tries to put his head up going into a fence, I've got the leverage of the running martingale to help me maintain control. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And the only way you can get away with the martingale a little bit tighter is to make sure that you're using enough leg. And always, it's a case of leg to hand, leg to hand. So if the horse shoves its head up, feels the martingale, your leg has got to be on strongly to ride the horse back down into the hand. You know, a martingale won't work on its own without the influence of the rider. And that rider's leg has got to be effective, it's got to be the right moment, and the horse has got to respond to it. Otherwise, you'll find the horse will then resist the martingale and fight even more. And that's where a lot of people then point the finger of blame at the martingale instead of saying, actually, if the rider rode more strongly forward with the leg, that martingale would then do its job and the horse would go a lot better. But I ride very much off my leg rather than off my hand, which is how I then find that martingale so useful. But I do stress that to your listeners, you've got to ride forward all the time, and the more the horse resists, the more you've got to ride forward into the hand, and the martingale will just help you stop the horse running through your hand when you increase the leg to get it back up into the hand.
0: And I'm sure uh, you and some of our listeners may have experienced putting a martingale too tight and a horse really resisting and trying to rear.
2: Exactly, exactly. So, you you know, we're talking about experienced riders here. We, we, we don't, you know, beginners um, and very novice people aren't in a position to ride with martingales which aren't anything other than fitted. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's... If it was a novice rider, then I would probably revert to the martingale because there's less damage that can be done then. You know, if the horse throws its head, it's not going to sort of have a have a panic or a wobbly because it suddenly feels the rain being pulled by the martingale. All it will feel is a bit of a stink on the end of its nose, and then, well, then that's fine.
0: Right, right. Well, good advice, Jane. The pros and cons of martingales, and as Jane said, there are more to this than than just those two, but those are the most common martingales, and some of the reasons you should be careful to
1: use them correctly. Jane,
0: thank you. The great, great advice.
1: Well, when it comes to martingales, now you know. To listen to more tips about tack or training, just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the topics drop-down menu on the left. You can also go to jumpingradio.com and listen to more episodes of the Jumping Radio Show hosted by Chris Stafford. Don't forget to support our sponsors on Horsetip Daily because they really do make these podcasts possible. Today's sponsor has been Eco Gold. Ask for Eco Gold saddle pads and protective horse boots by name at your local tax supplier. Please stop by the Horsetip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like us to cover on the show.